0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's get into the rankings. Uh, so Justin Jefferson at one against Green Bay. Amon Ra St. Brown against Chicago. Uh, oh, I have. Oh, I, I moved Tyreek down. So like after the news, we actually moved Tyreek down uh, to number five. So I actually have St. Brown at number two now. Um, the last time he went up against Chicago, he went 10 for 119 and he mm-hmm. can do it again. And maybe with a score this time. So I do like him over a lot of these other guys because a lot of these other guys have a little bit tougher matchups. So like I'm on Ross St. Brown um as the primary receiver there. I have Stefan Diggs at three. Uh I'm hoping he can bounce back this week in what should be a shootout between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Jamar yeah. Chase in that same game at four. You know, he might be shadowed by Tredavious White, uh, but it doesn't look like White is a hundred percent just yet. Um and then Tyreek Hill moved him down to five, uh, with the news of Teddy Bridgewater starting. Um but they like I said, only down to five. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, nothing too drastic there.
2: You can't just say Tyreek Hill. Oh, if he Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable starting quarterback, so it's not like you can push him all the way down. It's one thing if he goes like he said to um a guy like Jared Stidham. uh that's one thing. But he's getting Teddy Bridgewater, who started multiple seasons in the league. He's going to be just fine. We saw him do it obviously against Minnesota. It's an it's an all right matchup against New England. I don't have any worries about Tyreek Hill. It's just you know the security might not be there where. It was before Tua at quarterback, but definitely um, this top five. I'm not worried about Tredavious White at all for Jamar Chase. I like Jamar Chase this week in a high-scoring game against the Bills and Stefan Diggs, the same thing. I think it's funny that the Bears and the Lions have a higher over-under. Obviously, their defense haven't been as good, but um, I think this is definitely shootout territory for the Bengals and the Bills. We had the quarterbacks for this matchup ranked one and two this week, so if they're doing well, you know, you got to imagine Stefan Diggs and Jamar Chase are doing their things as well. I would hope so. Yeah.
1: Because for Stefan Diggs, that hasn't been the case. Josh Allen's been balling and Diggs hasn't. Yeah. Right. So well, that, they got to get mean, back ho- to him at some point. I hope so. I hope this is the game that they do it. Um, but yeah, about Jamar Chase, you know, the Patriots have been super leaky to wide receivers this year, especially lately. Uh, over the last four weeks, they're giving up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers, the six most receiving yards, and they've given up seven receiving touchdowns to wide receivers over the last four games. So I'm looking for Jamar Chase to do his thing in this game
2: absolutely yeah
1: cd lamb at six against tennessee uh in a, in a great matchup you know if, mm-hmm. if they can't run the ball you know no, no team has been able to run the ball against tennessee for the most part so i think cd lamb you know in a good matchup can, can do his thing um keenan allen you know he's been getting it done man like he's at seven this week christian watson i have him at eight the matchup yeah. is so good okay <laughs> so if he plays you cannot leave him out of your lineup like, right. straight up. Like you cannot, okay? Uh, I have DK Metcalf at 8 in case Tyler Lockett can't can't go. It's a really tough matchup. Um, you know, if Lockett doesn't go, like, he'll probably get a, a very sizable target share in this one yeah. either way. Um, you know, I might move him below AJ Brown and Garrett Wilson. You know maybe even below T Higgins if Lockett does play, so that will kind of bring that bring DK Metcalf back to where he's been ranked, him right. and Ty Lockett, you know, in that what that high end wide receiver two area. Yeah, if, if Lockett
2: plays, yeah, you can just slot him right in next to DK Metcalf, like we've been doing. Like, if he could say DK Metcalf goes to 12, would Lockett be like yeah. 113? I feel like you <laughs> pretty have to, mu- pretty right? Much. Yeah, I mean, pretty
1: much. I, I think what I would do is this. I have A.J. Brown at 9. Um, I do have Garrett Wilson, uh, and then I would have Garrett Wilson at 10. And then I'll probably have D.K. and then Lockett right after So that still
2: both for, pretty much borderline wide receiver ones.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I might even put, you know, just because I like the matchup for the Bengals wide receivers so much, I might put T. Higgins above both those guys this week. Just right. Because it's a tough matchup against the Jets.
2: Yeah. With um, Christian Watson, you just have to hope that he plays. Obviously, he's at 8. I'm just kind of going to yeah. go back on that one. If he plays, like, I think he could finish even in the top five. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But um, we just have to hope that he plays. Keenan Allen's like the surest thing in fantasy football right now, um, as far as receivers go, because he's just going to get those targets. And CeeDee Lamb, like you said, love his matchup. I Love what I think the game script is going to be. If they go up, I, I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be a big reason why they're going up. I think he can have a strong game, even if he does just play um, the majority of his time in the first half. I think they can get it done. For you this week. So I, I have no hesitations and reservations about C D Lamb or Dak Prescott, or really the Cowboys offense in general this week. I think they
1: can score points, get off the field, and that's just gonna be that. So AJ Brown, um, he he's down here, like he's been a little higher lately. Um, but I don't think he has the same ceiling, you know, with Gardner Mitchell starting. Right. Uh, because this is a tough matchup for quarterbacks and wide receivers. So New Orleans has given up the fourth least fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks and the second least over the last eight and they've been stout and they've been without marshall Lattimore in this entire time i'm still firing him up obviously because we know what his upside is like regardless yeah. uh but i am moving him down because i do like the upside and the floors of all of the guys that i'm ranking above him right now
2: yeah i, th- I think that's totally fair it's not anything against aj brown it's just the way obviously like he said about the quarterback um Gardner Minshew also targeted Devontae Smith a lot. Devontae Smith had a good game. Obviously, he was dealing with A.J. Brown was Trayvon Diggs in coverage, who had a pretty rough game, but um, he was able to capitalize A.J. Brown just fine. He didn't have a humongous game, but Devontae Smith was really just picking on the Cowboys' back-end starters. But I think that both of them are going to be reliable this week. I like A.J. Brown, even though it is a tough matchup, like you said, um, against New Orleans. So we'll see how it goes. I think having him here makes sense, but he could definitely just kind of finish up in the top five if, you know, things go correctly for them. Um, I'm not sure how they If the offense looks like it did last week against the Cowboys, like this week against the Saints, I think A.J. Brown could definitely finish. as top five.
1: I have Garrett Wilson at 11. Uh, his history with Mike White, you know, well-documented. He's the clear alpha there. Uh, he yep. should get his targets despite the tough matchup against Seattle. In weeks 12 to 14 with Mike White starting, Garrett Wilson was the wide receiver four overall. And this is basically a playoff game for the Jets. Yep. So you know the Jets are going to do what they need to do uh, to get Garrett Wilson the ball. Preciser has this game, uh, this Preciser has this game total at 49 this week. So relatively high scoring game, and you have to start Garrett Wilson this week. Yeah, with Garrett Wilson, you
2: have pretty much the good versus the good. You know, Mike White and Garrett Wilson have been a very good duo in terms of fantasy points scored, you know, when they do play together and Mike White's healthy. But also, it's a tough matchup, like you said, against Seattle. They're allowing the the third least fantasy points season long and uh, the second least in the last four weeks. They've just been playing very well in Seattle's secondary. So I think that something's got to give. I think Garrett Wilson can do it. We know Mike White. Uh, It's going to be a tough matchup. We had Mike White ranked as nine. I think we believe in him. I know you believe in him. I believe in him. I think that this could definitely be a good game for Garrett Wilson, despite a bad matchup. And a shootout potentially too. We'll see how it goes. Uh,
1: T. Higgins got it done last week with Jamar Chase on the field. That was good to see, and now he gets another good matchup against New England. So I'm, I'm I, I upgraded T. Higgins a little bit. I brought Devonte Adams down to thirteen. We talked about him at the top of the show, uh, but I want to know what you think about him being at thirteen. Is this appropriate for you? Like I know that you know, obviously on this graphic we have Jalen Waddle at thirteen. I moved him right above him, but you, would you rather start guys like Jalen Waddle? Chris, Chris Godwin, Devontae Smith over Devontae Adams this week?
2: Um, I, I think I would with Jalen Waddell. Outside of that, I'm not sure. Chris Godwin, the Buccaneers offense we know isn't doing a whole lot of scoring. Devontae Smith, you know, he had a good week last week, but A.J. Brown's liable to get those 10, 12 targets anytime. Um, and we don't know exactly. We have a small sample size with this offense under Gardner
1: Minshew, so I, I think and, that Jaylen... and Devonte Smith had a really, really good matchup last week. So it yeah. made sense why he was the guy to get it done last week. Right.
2: So I wouldn't be surprised if we see things just kind of relocate, you know, targets to AJ Brown again this week. Um, like I said, it's a small sample size with Gardner Minshew, so I think yes, Jalen Waddle I'd start over Devonte Adams, but outside of that, I think the other guys just don't have the upside. I think if Devonte Adams is hyper targeted and gets enough snaps, you know, where he's not being, like, just held back, I think he can be – he can have a a strong week, you know, 20-plus fantasy points. But that's if everything goes exactly correctly. But I'm willing to take that chance, then roll the dice with a guy that might not get that type of target share. We'll see how Jared Stidham, you know, dials in to Devonta Adams, whether he does or not.
1: I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to move Jalen Waddle above Devonta Adams. So Devonta Adams down to 14 this week. Um, So we have Chris Godwin. Uh, after him uh, against Carolina at 15, Devontae Smith uh, at 16, again, in a tough matchup, you know, along with A.J. Brown. Uh, then I have DeAndre Hopkins against Atlanta, you know, with Colt McCoy now. Keep in mind that he'll likely be shadowed by the, by A.J. Terrell in this game. You know, not the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, Hopkins can overcome it. It's just a matter of, you know, will McCoy not care about the shadow coverage, you know, and target him or will he care about it? And, like, stay away on purpose because a good corner is guarding his best wide receiver. Like, that's the question. that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Because if Hopkins gets the targets, he's going to be fine.
2: Yeah. And that's what it's been, you know, the whole season. We just didn't see him get the – well, actually, he got 10 targets last week. I'm thinking about it now. You know, he got 10 targets last week, but he only caught one of them. Um, granted that was coming from Trace McSorley, but exactly. I, tr- I trust, <laughs> I trust Colt McCoy so much more than Trace McSorley. And that's saying a lot, you know, I think DeAndre Hopkins will be fine this week with Colt McCoy, at quarterback. You can move from Kyler Murray to Colt McCoy and get away with DeAndre Hopkins. You can get away with that, but go to Trace McSorley. You can't do that. So I have no worries about DeAndre Hopkins this week. I think this is kind of a floor ranking. I think he can get it done this, done this week regardless
1: uh juju against denver at 18 uh tough matchup but he got it done the last time these two teams went against each other kawan williams did play in that first game maybe he wasn't all the way 100 but he he played a full complement of snaps and you know juju has been volatile all year right but yeah you just kind of have to live with the volatility with him just start him as a wide receiver too because he's Patrick Mahomes wide receiver one like how do you decide right because he's got it done in good matchups he's got it done in bad matchups He's been quiet in good matchups. So it's like you kind of never know what's going to happen with, with Juju. You kind of just have to start him at this point, right?
2: Yeah. He embraced the volatility, and that's been the story all season. He opened up real quiet, and then he had a strong stretch of games, quieted down again, and he got a couple more strong games. And now he's back on that quiet stretch. You know, you can't leave him out of your lineup if, you're, if you have guys that aren't as good as Juju Schuster, you know, in terms of this week that you're starting. There's no reason to be starting guys that are obviously worse. And in a worse situation than Juju Smith-Schuster, I think you just put Juju in, and you hope for the best at this point. Like I think he's ideally a flex. That's exactly what I'm looking for in a flex. You know, a high upside player like Juju. Um, you know, you're not going to have consistency really with him, but that upside there, if you get it, could win you your championship this
1: week. I have DJ Moore uh, against Tampa at 18. Uh, He's been getting it done for you, man. With Sam Darnold, Carlton Davis, he missed practice on Wednesday, so keep an eye on that. If he doesn't go, uh, Moore would get an upgrade because he could potentially see a Carlton Davis shadow. Uh, Jamel yeah. Dean also banged up with a toe injury. I think he was limited in practice, so keep an eye on the Bucks' practice report this week. But regardless, like he's been getting it done with Darnold. Fire him up as a wide receiver, too.
2: Yeah, and he has a solid matchup. It's not terrible this week. You know, they're allowing the 12th most fantasy points over the last four weeks and 13th most. You know, it's just right in the middle of the pack. There, just a little bit better than average um, in terms of matchup for DJ Moore. I'm not worried about it. Um, He's played well in tough matchups. Uh, He got it done against Denver a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not worried about him in Tampa Bay, especially with the, the way Sam Darnold's playing and the offense is actually rolling in Carolina. So I would give him the benefit of the doubt at this point.
1: Keep an eye on that Jerry Judy uh, injury, Uh, but if he's good, I'm playing him against Kansas City at a wide receiver at 20. Uh, He went over 100 yards last week, if I'm not mistaken. And by the way, he hardly played in the slot last week with Sutton back. Uh, That's Kendall Hinton's job now. Uh, Last time he went up against Kansas City, he got the hat trick. Right? So, just keep that in mind going into this week. I have Mike Williams at 20, uh, Terry McLaurin at 22. We talked about 21. We talked about the impact that Carson Wentz uh, can have on him at the top of the show. Uh, If you haven't listened to that, you might want to rewind to the top of the show. We'll talk, we talk about that uh, a little bit Uh, DJ shark at 23. I I know this graphics all is messing me up, but I have the actual rankings in front of me. Uh, DJ shark at 23 against Chicago. Uh, I like this matchup for him. Um, You know, Alan Lazard at 24 against Minnesota. The matchup is great. I would fire him up regardless of whether Christian Watson plays. I think, you know, whether you start Romeo dubs is more of a question of whether Christian Watson plays, but regardless of whether Christian Watson plays or not, if he does play, Alan Lazard's still getting a full complement of snaps. He's still a starter with Christian Watson. So fire him up regardless, I would say.
2: Yeah, in a good matchup, Alan Lazard, you know, he's been a target magnet a lot, you know, regardless of whether he's been doing much with those targets. He's been getting those targets. That's all you can ask for. And in a good matchup, there's, I think there's a better chance than not that he, you know, really capitalizes on those targets coming his way. And if Christian Watson's out, all better for him. But otherwise, even if Christian Watson plays like you said, you're going to start him. Um, DJ Chark, I like him in the matchup that they have. That, has, that game has the highest over under. I think that you can trust him. Terry McLaurin, like we said, do you think it might be a little bit high to have him at 21, 22 um, with underneath Jahan Dotson? Like, are you tempted maybe to put Jahan Dotson over Terry McLaurin
1: this week? No, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, even with uh, you know. Jahan Dotson with Carson Wentz, like Jahan Dotson wasn't even getting that much of a higher target share than McLaurin when Carson Wentz was playing. It was more about Jahan Dotson ended up with the fantasy points because he ended up scoring, you know, touchdowns uh, during that streak with Carson Wentz. But I'm still starting the better wide receiver. Um, You know, it's possible that Carson Wentz comes in and does end up targeting Terry McLaurin. So I'm not going that far to say like, oh, I'm going to depend on Dotson to score that touchdown. But I think Dotson is an upgrade you know, because of the fact that – or at least stays where he's at because Carson Wentz uh, is that quarterback. So I'm still starting McLaurin. Like the thing is, like McLaurin is the number one for this offense, right? And then you look yeah. at the guys under him, DJ Shark, who's not, Alan Lazard, who's not, you know. So I'm a little tempted to just not – you know, if you're going for upside, I'd rather play Alan Lazard, right? Yeah. I'd rather play DJ Shark, um, maybe Zay Jones, but he has a tough matchup. And that's really it, you know, honestly, because I think McLaurin has the upside that these guys have, too. You know, it's just yeah. a matter of Will Carson wants to target him. So, yeah, I am down on Terry McLaurin. Um, he might be at a couple spots higher, but at the same time, like, I'm going to go with the alpha wire receiver here regardless.
2: Yeah, that's fair. And they do have a tough matchup. So I wonder, like, even if Taylor Heineke was playing, like, do you think he'd be sitting right here at 21 or would you have him higher?
1: Yes, I would have him above Mike Williams. I would have him above Judy, most likely. Um, and that's about that's- it.
2: That's where I was looking too. I was gonna say yeah. DJ Moore, I kinda like him a lot more this week than guys like Jerry Judy. That's where the line is drawn for me. Yeah. As far as right. tears go. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um so so you so you like DJ Moore over Juju this week?
2: Uh not over Juju. Oh, uh, said so DJ Moore over Terry McLaurin. Um I like Juju Match this week, even sense. in a tough makes matchup. Sense. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so I had Chark at twenty two, Alan Lazar at twenty three or 24 or whatever Zay Jones right after them and Christian Kirk they're back to back I have Zay Jones above Christian Kirk this week and the matchup is not amazing it's better on the right perimeter than it is in the slot and Zay Jones you know he's been killing it lately in good matchups before last week against the Jets which yeah. we didn't in a matchup we didn't like him in. and this match, to be honest with you we shouldn't like him this week that much either you know because Houston has been really good against wide receivers especially in the slot, which is why I have Christian Kirk one spot after him. Right. Um, you know, Zay Jones has been outperforming Christian Kirk lately. And Houston, you know, they've just been one of the best teams against slot receivers this year. Fourth least fantasy points allowed over the last eight weeks and over the course of the season. So yeah. not great for Christian Kirk this week.
2: Yeah, definitely not for Christian Kirk. I don't know how much I trust either of these receivers, you know, and that's why a lot of people are maybe tempering expectations on Trevor Lawrence. I see this being a Travis Etienne game. Obviously, if they play to the strengths of, um, their own offense you know if they play the weakness of the texans defense but we'll see how it goes trevor lawrence has been playing really well um zay jones i like him obviously a lot more than we did last week we talked about that so i think that zay jones it makes sense to have him over christian kirk i don't know how much of a passing offense this is going to need to be if the jaguars can go up you know that would be one thing that might actually pull starters at that point, but. The Texans have been playing everybody down in the wire, so I think it's going to be a close game, and that stands to benefit the receivers and make them at least a little bit relevant where in a game where if the Texans weren't taking teams down the wire, if they weren't playing well, you know, you kind of shelf the receivers and just let Travis Etienne be the guy this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I would say that neither of these guys have a high ceiling this week. No, I I, I really don't think so. I think like um, a 15,
2: 16-point ceiling for both of these guys. is. Should, should we put Jahan
1: like Dotson over these guys this week?
2: Um... That's really tough. I think
1: I would leave him down there. Okay, I have him at I twenty-seven, so. and I'm still firing him up though with the streak yeah, he's been on. Yeah, you know, for sure. So, so, somewhat of a neutral matchup on the outside, I would say for both McLaurin and Dotson. Um, they've been really good against slot wide receivers. That's why Curtis Samuel. You know, even though you know he's been off
2: the rankings Carson for a while, Carson
1: Wentz. He's been off the rank- yeah. rankings, but that's really because Carson Wentz. Once Carson Wentz left, the targets have not been there. Yep, for for him at all, for for, for Curtis Samuel at all.
2: They're actually giving him some carries too. When Carson Wentz was playing quarterback, you know, he actually had an interesting workload, and they kind of got away from that too. You know, when yeah. he left, so it's he just kind of fell out of favor with Carson Wentz. We'll see if he kind of makes a reappearance or he reemerges this week.
1: We even saw last week when Carson Wentz came in, he started he started talking Curtis Samuel. again. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's it's interesting. Um, I, I like Drake London against Arizona. I'm starting him this week as a wide receiver three, he's at 28 this week, uh, seven for 70, and then seven for 96 uh, against New Orleans and Baltimore with Desmond Ritter. So, you know, decent, not not the most amazing matchups in the world. So, in a neutral matchup against Arizona, yeah, I think I'm going to play him this week.
2: I think you have to. And like I said, it looks like Desmond Ritter's just dialing into Drake London and making the most of his big body target out there, you know. Who else are you going to throw to in that offense? I mean, Olamide Zaccheaus, Marcus Mariota was making that work with him and Demir Bird, but Drake London is clearly the best receiver in that offense. And he's someone that I'm going to be looking at pretty close next season. We're going to see how things go this offseason for the Falcons. But in terms of this week, I think you can trust him, for, absolutely. If he's going to get those targets, like you said, and he's catching most of them, obviously he's had a bit of a fumbling issue, but I, I'm not going to hold that against him when he's going to be catching for almost 100 yards each week. I think he's a really nice flex play this week.
1: I cannot wait to draft him at a discount next next year. Right. Um, Amari Cooper at 29. Uh, in, a, you know, in four games with Deshaun Watson, Cooper has had these target share numbers. 43% amazing. 16% not good. 20% solid. And then 35% amazing. Donovan Peoples-Jones over those four games. 14% not good. 35% awesome. 16% not good 19% okay so i think while while dpj had that one good game with deshaun and amari didn't really have any i'm still starting amari over dpj um yeah. this is not the best matchup in the world but i still think amari's a, a solid wide receiver 3
2: I think that's what he's going to be. And we talked about that as soon as Deshaun Watson, after that first week with him, we kind of said that Murray Cooper is going to take the hit, you know, at least for the end of the season. This is what I'm expecting. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think he's going to finish as a top 24 the way this Browns offense plays. I'm more intrigued for him next season. But this week, I, I think that he's definitely the play over Diamond Peoples-Jones. I think Amari Cooper's a much better receiver, obviously, overall. Um, Diamond Peoples-Jones, he's a good deep threat. But um, I think that Cooper, he has a better chance to get it done this week against Washington. A team that he's actually played pretty well historically against if that counts for anything. You know, it's a middle of the pack, a little bit worse than the middle of the pack mat- matchup for Mario Cooper. I think if anybody's gonna be catching the passes, it's gonna be him. Obviously the weather much more favorable this week than it was last week. And Cooper was able to get it done. Anyway, he actually had one of his better performances with Deshaun Watson um, last week in the in the rough weather.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have Marquise Brown next. Twenty percent and twenty-four percent target share for him in the two games with Colt McCoy. So you know if he's going to if he's going to be matched up with Darren Hall with AJ Terrell focused on Hopkins that might be a good thing for Hollywood you know and whether he who? plays <laughs> exactly <laughs> and whether he might whether he plays on the right side like he did last week or the slot like he did in the two games with Colt McCoy um the Falcons have been bottom 12 in terms of giving up fantasy fantasy points from those two spots over the last four weeks so i think in PPR he can actually give you a solid floor this week
2: yeah i think that Marquis Brown as long as somebody not named Trace McSorley's playing. He's going to have a fine floor. I don't like the upside really at all for any of the Cardinals receivers, but the floor is much more secure. They're startable as long as Colt McCoy plays. So it's pretty much, you're going to start him if you have him, I think. I don't think you really, if you had to pick, I know we have Amari Cooper ranked over him. Would you put Marquise Brown or Amari Cooper? Do you think it's kind of the same? Amari Cooper. I think Amari Uh, Cooper has a little bit more upside. All right, that's fair. But I guess he's playing against, playing with DeAndre Hopkins. So I guess that's true. I'm kind of, tempted I might be tempted to put Marquise Brown in if that matchup you know goes his way like you said
1: yeah no I can see that I can see Marquise Brown's (laughs) outscoring to (laughs) Mark Cooper for sure um I have Diamond Peoples-Jones next just because like you know he's just kind of been getting it done not on the targets um but he had that really good game with Deshaun so I think there's a little bit of upside here um you know with him that's really it you know we have we have our uh, wide receiver rankings and running back rankings and all positional rankings. That's going to be up on our Patreon a little bit later today, uh, definitely before the Thursday night football game. So you know, keep an eye on that, patreon.com slash upperhand fantasy, or you can just click the link in the description of the – of the uh, either on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts,
0: wherever you get your podcast from. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.